Welcome to Your Love Ministries, where this is a Holy Spirit-led podcast. Good day to you. My name is Claire Carter, and I'm your host on this journey of becoming a disciple of Christ. The Lord had placed on my heart this morning on continuing with the lessons, Living for God. So this is part four. Let's turn to the Father in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you and we love you and honor and worship you on this day. You are worthy to be praised. You are worthy of it all. Thank you for your blessed son, Jesus, and his precious and perfect everlasting blood, eternal blood, blood of deliverance, blood of healing, blood of health, blood of restoration. We just thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for being here. Have your way on this podcast. Have your way in our hearts and minds. Allow us to not only be hearers, but doers of your word. We thank you for this word that has come forth. These these past few episodes in regarding of living for you, God. And we just thank you so much that this Lord will touch someone's heart, touch their mind, touch them in a way, Father God, to change their life, to live a life for you. So thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for using me, Father God, utilizing me. For I am your servant. Thank you, Father God, for using my voice to reach out to the communities all over the nations. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to reach out to all people in your precious and glorious name, Jesus. Amen. So uh, we've been talking about living for God. We're on part four now. Last week um, or last time we talked about the struggles with sin. And as we learn the commandments, those are things that stand out to us for us to know if we are doing or, or going against the commandments, those are sins that we're doing. And this is supposed to open our eyes up for us to recognize, for us to see that we are doing things that are against the word of God. And it gives us an opportunity to examine ourselves so we can change our lives, change our lives to live for God so we can reach that destination of living in the kingdom of God, living with God in his kingdom, amen, in the heavenly heavens. So this week, today, we're going to read on Matthew, excuse me, Romans chapter 8, verses 1 through 15. Of course, I'm reading out the New Living Translation, and it reads, So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus, and because you belong to him, the power of the living, life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. So I want to reread this using the definition of what condemnation means, okay? It says, the word of God tells us, so now there is no condemnation, which means unfit for use or guilty. So there is no one that's unfit for use, no one that's guilty for those who belong to Christ Jesus. So if we belong to Christ Jesus, if we've given our life to Christ, we're living our life for God. There's no condemnation in us. If we have messed up, if we have done a sin, we understand and know that the blood of Jesus will wash us clean. Not that we are to continuously do the sins, but if we get caught up in temptation, in doing a sin, we know wholeheartedly we can come to the Father and ask for forgiveness. Amen. There's no condemnation in us. We don't need to drag that along our heads. We don't need to drag along with us our past. Once we've given our life to Christ, he wipes a new clean slate. 
people around us, family members and friends, or people that we've known from the past might bring up how we used to be. But Jesus tells us that we're no longer that person. We're new creatures in him. So there's no condemnation. You're not, you're no longer guilty. Those things have been washed away. Amen. So verse three, the law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. So God did what the law could not do. He sent his own son in a body like the bodies we sinners have. And in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving his son as a sacrifice for our sins. He did this so that the just requirement of the law would be fully satisfied for us who no longer follow our sinful nature, but instead follow the spirit. So once we have given our life to Christ, we're living our lives out for God. We're living in spirit. We're allowing the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us. We're living it out to the best of our ability because the law of Moses, the written law, was not good enough to give us salvation unto eternal life and into eternal life. So Jesus had to be sent. His blood had to be shed so that we can be clean from sin and no longer held in bondage. Verse 5. Those who are dominated, that means having a commanding influence. So those that have a commanding influence by the sinful nature think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about the things that pleases the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. So the sinful nature is always hostile to God. It never did obey God's law and it never will. That's why those who are still under the control of their sinful nature can never please God. Now, people of God, listen here. That is why we must live with the Holy Spirit and have the fruits of the Spirit inside of us. Why? Because the fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, faithfulness, kindness, gentleness, self-control, okay? Self-control. It's important for us to have self-control. When we do not have self-control and we allow ourselves to go here, do this, do that, put this in our bodies, do that to our bodies, let other people do these things to our bodies, and we're out of control with things, that is what is going to lead us to death, okay? When we get involved in these things that are not of God, these things that are of the world, and we basically get intertwined with them and we're busy with our bodies, busy with our minds doing these things, those things lead us to death. It can lead us into a physical death actually happening because um, our, our body, if you are or have been a, a drug addict, we're entering things inside of our body that is not good and not healthy for us. But because we lack the self-control, we feel like we need it more, we need it more, we need it more, so we go more and more after it. What can that lead to? That can lead to a drug overdose. That can lead into different things. It can lead into prostitution. It can lead into rape. It can lead into other things that are not healthy for us as well. 
But when we live a life in the spirit, the Holy Spirit wants to lead us to the good things, the good things that God has for us. And one of the fruits of the spirit is self-control. And when we have that self-control to say, you know what? I don't need those drugs. I don't need that sex. I don't need those things. I don't need that money. I don't need to rob banks. I don't need to rob my neighbor. I don't need to steal from. When we realize that and we can have self-control, we live a life more abundantly is which Jesus came for us to have. And also it's a healthier life for us and a longer life for us to live. Verse nine, but you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the spirit if you have the spirit of God living in you. And remember that those who do not have the spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to him at all. And Christ lives within you. So even though your body will die because of sin, the spirit gives you life because you have been made right with God. The spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit living within you. So we are to live in peace and love and be raised up meaning that we're no longer dead, right? Just how Jesus called Lazarus out of the grave. Lazarus was claimed dead in the grave and Jesus called unto him and said, Lazarus, come out. Lazarus, get up. In doing this, that's what rises us up. That's how we become alive. We're no longer walking around in this world dead. We're walking around in this world alive, living with a purpose, living true life, knowing that the last breath that we take here, we won't have to be fearful of death because we will live eternally with our spirits with God. Amen. Yes, our our bodies, our flesh are going to die. But our spirit, if we have given our life to Christ, our spirit will live on with him forever. Verse number 12. Therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. For if you live by it, it dictates you will die. But if through the power of the spirit you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live. For all who are led by the spirit of God are children of God. So let us understand everyone that Satan wants us to believe that we are held in shackles, that we cannot be free, that Jesus could never love us or forgive us for what we have done. But Satan is the father of all lies. He wants you to believe this and fool you just like he did Eve in the garden. But guess what? We now have knowledge and wisdom to know that God is a loving God, a true and faithful God that gave his son so that we are forgiven. So no matter what we have done, no matter what it was, he meets us where we are, no matter how we lived, no matter what crime we've committed, no matter what thought that we thought, he's here with open arms for us, willing to love on us, willing because he's a faithful God. He wants to help us turn our lives around. 
He's not a demanding, controlling God that wants to destroy your life. No, that's what Satan wants to do. And he wants to cover up. Satan wants to cover up his stuff because he thinks the things that he gives to you are good things. But Satan, all he is for is to kill, steal, and destroy. So don't let him fool you. Just because something sounds good, just because something looks good, does not mean it was sent from God. I encourage you to pray over things. Lord, did you send this to me? Lord, I want to be so close to you to know that this came right out of your hand unto me. Verse 15. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father. For his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. But if we are to share his glory, we must also share his suffering. So God loves us. God is with us. He does not want us to be afraid. We should not fear death. Because if we have our relationship right with Christ, if we have the salvation, the blood of Jesus poured over our hearts, we know what our final destination shall be. We can find in Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10, it says, Do not be afraid for I'm with you. Do not be discouraged for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. That is God telling us that he will never leave us, that we do not need to be afraid because we are not alone. He will strengthen us and he will hold us up. In 2 Timothy verse 1, excuse me, chapter 1 verse 7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, of power, love, and self discipline. So may I share with you all today to hold your head up because we are forgiven. When we lay before God and repent, we no longer walk in those wicked ways that we used to. And we ask for guidance by the Holy Spirit because some days it can be hard. Yes, it can, but God is faithful and bring us through. Speak it out that when you understand that Satan is not in control, you can start to live out the fruits of the Spirit that changes your life. When we recognize and realize that Satan has not come to be our friend, his tactics that keep bringing us down, he's going to continue to do the same things over and over and over again. But guess what? We gain wisdom. We, as people of God, gain knowledge to say, hey, Satan, you will not win because my father in heaven loves me. I am one of his own and he loves me and he has forgiven me. So anytime Satan tries to throw in your head, uh, bring back a memory to you of how you used to be, you say, you know what? I've been forgiven for that. Thank you, Jesus. And he can keep it moving because we rebuke the devil and his tactics in the name of Jesus. He has no room here inside of us. We have control. We have to realize that. We don't have to be pushed around. We don't have to sit here and keep facing the same battles over and over again. Financial distress, 
issues with our health. We don't have to, our, our broken families. We don't have to deal with that. We don't have to accept it. What we have to do is say, we stand in the name of Jesus by the authority of Christ Jesus. And we rebuke the devil against our family. We rebuke the devil against our finances. We rebuke the devil against bad health. Amen. We have the power and authority that Jesus Christ has given to us by his blood. Amen. So Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your word on this day. We thank you to know that the blood of Jesus is powerful, that the blood of Jesus can heal us, that the blood of Jesus can heal our family and our finances, that the blood of Jesus can heal our minds and renew us. And we thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for sending your only begotten son. We thank you for his perfect, precious blood that cleans us up for us to realize you have given us authority. We no longer have to be sad and cry. We can stand strong and cry out to you, Abba, our father. And know, Lord, in your word, it tells us you will uphold us with your victorious right hand that we are not alone, that we should not be fearful because you are with us. You will never leave us nor forsake us. And that's what your word says. And your word is true and we believe it. In your precious and glorious name, Jesus, touch that heart, touch that mind of the listener today. The listener that has been feeling defeated by the things that's been happening in their life. Father God, on this day, I ask that you send the blood of Jesus to them. Allow the Holy Spirit to rile up in their spirit, man, in their bodies. Rile up for them to know that they have the authority of Jesus Christ in their life. And they no longer have to be in that health situation. They no longer have to be in that distorted family situation. They no longer have to be dealing with that mental situation or physical situation, the job situation, because by your blood, you have set us free. By your blood, Jesus, you have given us the authority. So we rebuke all those things that are coming up against that listener today in the name of Jesus, for they are not alone. We come together to stand firm and tall, to say we rebuke those things in the name of Jesus, that they will not prosper in that person's life. And we thank you for that person that tuned in today. We thank you, Lord, for their heart. And we go to battle on their behalf, rebuking those things that are not of you in the name of Jesus. And we say thank you, Lord, for accomplishing all things. In your precious and glorious name, Jesus, amen, amen, amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. Remember, you are not in this alone. There is no fear in God, but love in God. Know that we should not be afraid because God is with us. We should not be discouraged because God is our God. He's our Father and He will strengthen us and help us and hold us up with His victorious right hand because that's His word. And he's a man of his word. Amen. So thank you for joining us. Remember, you can find us on the World Wide Web at youareloveministries.us. You can find, find us on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, look for the heart with the cross through it, okay? Um, we're also on TikTok now as well. Kingdom Clips uh, with You Are Love Ministries. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, you are loved.